Welcome to the Dorky Dorky Literature Club, the only podcast that won't break your heart. We are your hosts. I'm JP. I'm JJ. And I'm Seth. This is episode four, coming at you. So, what have you guys been getting into, dorky-wise? I've been playing Terra with you, even though that was just last night. But I forgot how much I liked that game, and I'm definitely going to go back. I hate almost all of the elements design-wise. Well, as far as the player characters go. Like, uh, I get it, it's a game and you want fan service, but like... You don't have to lock all the cool classes behind. I mean, it's fine if you like. Just let me let me be a male gunner. Let me be a male brawler. Just there's no reason to have restrictions like that. Yeah, I want to be the little. It's 2018. Yeah, I want to be the little like raccoon guy, and and do some crazy stuff. That would be pretty cool though. With like the yeah, you even said that. Like, yeah, you yeah. Could play, uh, I mean, sure, Rocket Raccoon, but well, yeah. it's different. It's a Korean Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, but I guess. What are you gonna do? Asian MMO. They gotta. But I mean, like Guild Wars doesn't do that, isn't it? From South Korea. Or am I wrong on that one? It's NC Soft at Earth. I don't know. I think the overall company is, but I think the originally was made in the US. Hmm. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> the design seems South Korean inspired. I um, can't even remember Guild Wars. Also, but in terms of like a console MMO, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the process is of optimizing it, but like, um, compared to something like Final Fantasy fourteen, it's kind of stuttery sometimes, yeah. like a lot. I don't, so I don't know. I don't know what goes into all of that. But uh, and I thought at first it was just a beta thing, you know. But yeah, you know, it's still kind of hit or miss sometimes, especially like you're within in the big town. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, in that. terms of like playing it with a controller, though, like that's it runs. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty well gameplay wise. Some of the classes are just like objectively better. Like they have yeah. Like with the gunner, you can walk and shoot at the same time, but you can't do mm-hmm. that with the archer or any of the other like ranged classes. I don't think. Well, it's like last night I was trying out the warrior, and you were doing a like sorcerer or something. Yeah, and you like breeze through the boss fights way faster than I did, even though I thought I was a damage class. So I don't know. I mean, like, I guess probably level ten isn't where you should base that on. But... Yeah, but, that's but all I did. Got. Yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> what about you? I finished Cowboy Bebop for the first time. Nice. You know, I still haven't seen it. I really liked it. Um, and then I also beat the game Firewatch. Which is kind of like a walking simulator, but there's some interactive stuff. It's set in the 80s in Colorado. Um, you say walking simulator? Yeah, it's kind of type of genre game where it's you're getting narrative by being in the environment, but there's not that many actions. Oh, okay. a lot of them tend to do with reading, but this one you actually have a communication with another character via walkie-talkie. Oh, okay. that's cool. Um, but I beat it in like four hours and twenty minutes. Got all the achievements like I wanted to. Are you the kind of guy that does that? Does that no. for every game? Okay. I know I'm a lot not, of people I'm not a do. Hardcore completionist, so. and I don't. I don't really get it. The whole like I gotta get the platinums or the all the achievements or whatever. I think that kind of ruins the gameplay for some games because then you go into it with a you know what I mean. You're gonna play it only a certain way instead of another way. If you're like I can only beat the game using this one weapon to get this one trophy, and your first playthrough is that, you might not enjoy it as much. I had to. 
I have like completionist tendencies that I had to abandon. Yeah. Because it made me hate games. And I was like, that's not the point. Like, I'm trying to have fun. Like, it, this happened to me in Metal Gear Solid 2. Because you could get a special reward if you didn't kill anyone. Which drove me insane. Yeah. I did that with Metal Gear Solid 4. I mm-hmm. beat the entire game without killing anybody. <laughs> and then they introduced trophies like two weeks later. Oh, man. And I was pissed. <laughs> I was just like, no. No. Like, And I was like, does the save tra- carry over and retroactive? And I was like, nope, you gotta do it all over again. I was like, never playing that again. Man. So That's, that's rough. That was rage-inducing. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever played 4 again. Was like, 4 playing, It was... I don't remember anything about it really. It was a three and a half hour long cutscene. Yeah, yeah, it was. There like, was a cutscene. It was that a was movie. Like Forty five minutes. It was long. mainly a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, but there was that cutscene. I feel like it was like forty five minutes to an hour long. Absolutely, yeah. And then there was like this weird quick time event fight the, the toward boss the end. Fight, yeah, yeah there you was were like fighting Tekken, but not good. It was some weird choices. Yeah. Hmm. Was that still like when Kojima was on? I think team? that was Kojima and his prime Kojima, Kojima Ness. Oh, but it seems like. But wasn't 4 kind of like a flagship title for the PS3? Yeah. So I think he was getting some pressure from Sony, too, to, like, Push I don't know. Like yeah. Do <laughs> Probably trying to draw in a lot of people. I don't know. Hmm. It Looking at his other games, it didn't really feel quite the same. Well, I think it was as weird as he could be. Like, the weird photo shoot stuff. And all that. Like, you know, you could take a picture of the... the what are they called the something beast, the BDs and the beasts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they would like have like a weird runway like walk to it. Oh, like, I missed that part. Oh, got weird. That's when I was like, oh, she <laughs> has a perv. Like, <laughs> oh, I can remember because I've never. No, I rented Snake Eater. I think that's mm-hmm. my favorite. And I didn't get very far in it, like at all. And um, I either rented that. I think I did rent it. But I think before that, in one of the Ape Escape games, there's like a little segment that you can play that's from that, yeah, but yeah, all yeah. the enemies are the monkeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I did that, and also, I don't think I beat that either. But I remember, um, oh god, what was the name of that show on G4 where they only played the trailers for games? What? It was like Cinema something. Cinematic. Yeah, I know something. Yeah. I feel like it was either on that or maybe Attack of the Show where they had a trailer for one of the Metal Gear Solid games, but it was, there's a character who has kind of like longish hair, I think. Uh, it could have been Ocelot. Is it blonde? Was he a ninja? Yeah. Like yeah, I think he's supposed to be a ninja. Oh, that's, um. Raiden. Oh, Raiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's Mr. what I thought. Lightning. But oh, was it, was it him doing naked cartwheels? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I feel like he was running from like a tank. <laughs> But, you know, the tank was catching up to him, but he kept going, and it just, like, ran over him. That's all I remember. Yeah, right. Man. (laughs) Two, the ending of two was, like, the most scared I've ever been playing a game. Like, people are like, what's your your top, like, horror video game? Like, oh, let me tell you, Metal Gear Solid 2, when you've been up all day, and it's, like, midnight, and you're, like, in middle school, and the game starts talking to you, scary shit ever. I can can believe it. (laughs) But um, my favorite Metal Gear was uh, Peace Walker, because it had like really cool um, cutscenes. It was almost like animated comic book style. Yeah. And the story was pretty good too. It was just about like stopping. Well, it was the formation of Outer Haven, which is like their private military corporation, and just kind of wanting to be like a military that can fight their own battles without political stuff getting in the way. Okay. And they were like pro nuclear um, 
uh, or they were against nuclear proliferation. Okay. So, I don't know. It was just really, it was pretty straightforward compared to some of the stories, but it, like, the gameplay was really fun, and you could send out um, your troops on side missions and stuff, too, to kind of level them up. Okay. Isn't, so I have a question. Is the snake that I guess we know, is he a clone of someone? Like, yeah. Big Boss? Yeah. Big Boss was the... Was he the one with the cigar? I'm never. Well, I mean, they all it. smoke, but oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess that. <laughs> he did have a cigar, yeah. Mm. So, like, Big Boss was like this. He was in three, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's when you get the title, Big Boss. But he's like this, like, legendary soldier, and they wanted to clone him to create super soldiers, kind of thing. Oh, right. Yeah, they kept the fashionable mullet for mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah, that's part of his charm and skill. I still think my favorite iteration of him is in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Just because that was such a weird character to show up in Smash. And I guess now anything's like game, but I think having him come back to Nintendo since it went away and then it came back with two Twin Snakes on GameCube. Mm-hmm. But it was just like to have him and then on Smash because, you know, it's mm-hmm. a violent property and then, you know, you're shooting rockets at Jigglypuff. Well, Diddy Kong shoots people. He shoots them with peanuts. They're going at a very high rate of speed. Bowser, if they have a peanut allergy, they're screwed. Bowser just <laughs> burns them alive. Yeah, that's really violent, actually. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to one thing. Bebop. Oh, yeah. How much anime had you seen before Bebop? I mean, I like dipped in and out of stuff. Um, my memories of Bebop, though, was hanging out with my friend Lee in middle school and high school, and like him always having it in like on the background mm-hmm. so i did watch it were they bootlegs dubbed because that's the, what i was used to yeah and so it just didn't feel familiar so what um yeah were they bootlegs no okay, okay. apparently like i learned that recently <laughs> though that some people used to do is like they'll get vhs's they used to get vhs's <laughs> from of, suncoast video <laughs> i get well no not even that because those are like you know official products but before even that you go to like some shady website and uh, buy subbed VHSs of episodes <laughs> of an anime, you know, from someone in Japan. And uh, I didn't think that anyone, like, I wouldn't have even known. Well, obviously, I didn't know how to do it, but I can't even imagine trying to convince my mom to let me buy something from the Far East. Anyway, yeah, like honestly, <laughs> anywhere at that point online. Like, yeah, trust me, it's just Dragon Ball. Um, but I often recommend, like, for someone who doesn't know much about anime, to watch Bebop first. Do you think that's a fair recommendation? Yeah, because I think, for me, the one thing that's always kind of been like in and out with anime is just, for me, some of it can feel a little samey with, like, tropes. And mm-hmm. I know that's yeah, part of that's, it. Yeah. But when you, you know, when you're trying to get into it and, like, nothing feels too unique because there's a lot of tropes that are overlapping. Yeah. Like that and, um... I loved uh, One Punch Man just because it kind of looked at all the things that anime is saturated in and was like, we're going to just flip it on its head and yeah. make fun of it, which is something I kind of like. I enjoy like that. And, I've only uh, seen like one episode of One Punch Man. And really? Excel Saga. Yeah. Oh man, it's really good. Yeah. But I, I loved um, Mob, Mob Psycho. Psycho, which is the same guy. So yeah, yeah. I I'd probably like, like it. I don't know though, because those are two like very good shows, but do you think that maybe... If you give someone these like top tier anime to start with, 
Mm. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, this other one's shit. Ooh, this is really well, bad. My first major introductory besides any tsunami was Tenchi Muyo. I never saw so, it. So, like, I knew it was on, but I never saw it. And it's about it. a guy who runs, like, a, I think a hotel, and these alien girls keep wanting to want to sleep with him. That was on Tsunami, right? Yeah, but, like, yeah, I used to watch it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I got, I was homesick once, and my mom went to Blockbuster, and she's like, yeah, this anime thing's pretty popular, and the guy recommended this. Not for JJ. Not for a young JJ. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Why are those girls showing him all this attention, and he doesn't want it? This is weird. I understand now, but back then, you know. That and Ninja Scroll. I remember my brother renting that from Blockbuster. Isn't that violent or something? <sighs> Definitely not for a young child. Um, but like, while coming down to the basement, he's like watching with some friends, and you know, I was like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Get the hell out of the room!" And like, kick me out. Well, I remember like, I really like Evangelion. Um, and the first time I saw it on like a store, like I remember the robots fighting and like just bleeding profusely, which at the time was like horrifying as a child. But like now it doesn't bother me, but at the time I was like almost repulsed by it. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't seen that either. It's good. It's it's a downer. I mean, that's the good. one thing I keep hearing. Like, <laughs> I keep falling in and out of anime. Like right now I'm watching... Oh, well, before I even say that, I think we really gotta, um, I guess, give it to companies like Funimation and all that stuff. Because they really stepped it up with the dubs. Because like they used to be... I think a lot of them genuinely used to be really bad. Like the yeah. dub for Sailor Moon way back when. <laughs> Not great. And changing two characters completely to being cousins. Yeah, all that stuff. Although I did kind of <laughs> like Mercury's weird British voice. I kind of liked it. Um, but I mean, like just as far as actual acting goes, regardless of voices and all that stuff, like they're doing a pretty good job. Like I've been watching uh, My Hero Academia. It's really good. Like it's really, really good. And I oh, actually you're watching pre- the you're watching the dub of that one. Mm-hmm. I only watched the subbed because I watched it on DRV for free. Oh well, I watch it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, I prefer the the English to the Japanese for that one. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's good to know that it's actually like a good dub. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe that's just the only one because, like I said, I fall in and out. I don't know, Card Captors is pretty good. How often, <laughs> when you watch My Hero Academia, do you feel like you're getting teared up about what's happening? Only, I guess, in the first arc, uh-huh. where, I guess it's his backstory or whatever, and he's a little kid, and mm-hmm. he's, like, sitting on the chair, and it's like, he's doing that thing that kids <laughs> do where they try not to cry, but they're very yeah. clearly about to. Yeah, that was... That that got me, and pretty much any time they like pulled together as a team. Oh, I don't care. Just <laughs> <laughs> like fuck yeah, you do that. I hate you win. <laughs> I hate Bakugo just so much. I don't understand how anyone can like him. It, I heard Bakugan. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, well, I don't understand how anyone can like that either. But Bakugo is basically my hero academia's version of oh, Sasuke. Who? You said Ross for Friends. I have never seen Friends. <laughs> I only like good TV. <laughs> um, don't at me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, he's like the anti-hero, I guess. He's got a rivalry for kind of no reason in particular. He thinks he's great. Like, you mean that because you. you exist, I'm your rival? Yeah, ba- yeah, yeah. 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 Honestly. So not good development. Just No, not really. And he's got like a pretty good ability. So he thinks he's a shit. 
I just hate him. People seem to like him, though. don't know why. He's like, he's just okay. I don't really care about him. I prefer everyone else. Yeah. Except for the little, the guy with the pop-off, the, the balls. The, oh, yeah. I don't know his name. Yeah, like, why are you there? Yeah, I hate him. Drop out. I plan on starting it. It was that in Food Wars, but I'm, I'm being told I have to finish uh, Samurai Shampoo first. Food Wars is weird. Samurai Shampoo is good. I, my, my Hero Academia is great, too. So It is really good. I actually can buy a um, shirt from uh, Just Saying, which is a company that makes like anime-inspired fitness shit. Of Bakugo's uniform? Not his, but they have like <laughs> like a generic UA okay, uh, yeah, uniform. Yeah. They have All Might from like you know the Silver Age and his current age and nice. Deku. I think some others as well. I don't know, but that's like the fourth piece of gear from them. I got. I just wish you got here faster. Hurry up if you listen to this. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Sash, we'll take a sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, just saying, just saying. Enter your we'll promo code Dorky Dorky <laughs> for twenty percent off. Sounds at great. Checkout. <laughs> if only we can't use that code. <laughs> I mean, you can use it. Maybe if I see it show up a lot, I'll be like, okay. Yeah, we got to give this money to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty sweet, though. I'd love that. Speaking of, I guess last thing, maybe before we get into it, I don't know. This is we got all day. Yeah, I we guess do whatever so. we want. I started. Um, I guess vlogging. I feel like that's not the right word, but I guess it is. But um, just like my general, like fitness stuff week by week. So uh, I was planning on doing this like months and months ago, but it was just like I always felt like I needed to already be at the level that like professional people are with like their graphics and their all that stuff. <laughs> and then one day I was just I came home from the gym and I was like, let me just fucking do this. So it's on a really bad 720p uh, webcam, but you know everyone starts somewhere. I guess I'll mention that later on. One one you day you'll have it. like ESPN quality graphics and transitions. I'd love to channel. learn how. I would love to learn <laughs> how to do that. Spade swipes. <laughs> I like star wipes. Yeah, star wipes. Star wipes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day I gotta download Windows. Was it Windows Movie Maker is pretty good well, for I just mean, like basic stuff. I don't have anything right now, so that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than nothing. So, um, yeah. Other. The only other thing I've been getting into, I've talked to both of you about it, but like I watched Terrace House quite a bit. I've only heard good things, but I have not watched it. It's it's good. It's like it's my feel good show. Wait, what is it? Terrace House. It's kind of like real not terrorist. World. Terrace. House. Oh, oh yeah 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 that, that reality show thing. <laughs> I could, yeah. Did you think I said terrorist? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw <laughs> the look in your eye. You're like the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give that look a lot, but. True. Um, but no, it's basically like a reality show where people just live in the same place while they have their regular lives. I mean, a lot of people are there to like maybe meet somebody, mm-hmm. but there's no like competition. Like you don't have to vote anyone out. There's no like backstabbing. It's just like people getting along so pretty much. So the great British baking show. If it was a reality show, people reality living together, show. yeah. Okay. I heard that there was like, I feel like a kid or something that just left one season. He was like, he had to go back to school. So he's off the show now or something yeah i mean some people will just like realize that their like business lives or school lives take precedent over the show oh that's so. fair it's very japanese no it's like it, it's cool for me too because like i'm a japanophile so it's like a peek into japanese life i knew it hmm. you got me <laughs> you know what like seeing 
everything that's in this room right now. I it's pretty obvious, huh? I shouldn't be surprised, <laughs> but you saying it like that I was like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Nani? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe it didn't dawn on you sooner. I mean, because there's a lot of like Western-ish stuff in here as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad we're having the talk. But, yeah. well, Godzilla started it. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Those are what my eyes keep getting drawn to, <laughs> both of them. Mecha, Godzilla, and regular. Mm-hmm. Next to an Ava, next to is that Satsuki? No, that is um, that's Jehuti from Zone of the Enders. Nope, don't know. Um, then that's the girl from Tenchi Muyo. Forgot oh, her name. Yeah. Ryoko. Yeah. See, and but you've also got Deadpool, which they do love in Japan. Not gonna lie. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got Ray oh. Grimes <laughs> and Captain Phasma. Oh yeah, and Witcher. Uh, Siri. Yeah. Okay. And is that Shuma? Shuma Gorath. And yeah, then yeah, some Borderlands yeah. stuff. Yeah. But right behind me, you'll see like 80 Monster Hunter figures. And a oh. Persona poster. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and a Persona poster, Street Fighter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I shouldn't have been surprised, but <laughs> signs were here. We just didn't look close enough. Yeah, I guess. We just not. didn't see it before it happened. And this has been an engaging virtual reality experience through podcasting where you go into someone's room. <laughs> I like the blending of the two with the pop figure of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really it's, ties it's, all it's room it's together. East meets West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, who, who wants to talk about what they read or watched? Okay, so I pulled a JP. <laughs> no, actually what it was is I watched it and I was like, this is just too good not to talk about. Okay. okay. So there's a YouTube video um, by the YouTube channel Mashed and it's uh, maybe the title. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Samurai Witcher Geralt versus the Griffin. Okay. Okay. Um, and it is basically Geralt fighting Griffin, but in the animation style of Samurai Jack. Who's Griffin? A Griffin, like a Griffin. Oh, like a Griffin. Yeah. Okay. And um, it it hits all the beats of both really well. I mean, it's a fight in the woods, so very Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they actually have a poster of Jack, like a wanted poster in the oh. background. Which is nice. I don't mm-hmm. want to spoil everything, but like they have him using the herbs. They have him using Poison Blade. Um, so and, definitely the mechanics from The Witcher. Yeah, and and but all in the Samurai Jack art style and like like the color motifs that it uses and things like that. But it's also just inherently very much The Witcher. Okay. Um, Pretty much no dialogue, minus like a grunt, which I liked. I kind of missed that, yeah. Um, but it was it was actually really beautiful, and I watched it like three or four times just to be like, "This is well done." Like, you know, it just kind of hit that Samurai Jack chord with like the just the nice wash of Witcher. And this I don't was... know why I was surprised by it, by it, but caught me off guard. Oh, okay. I, I've been seeing a lot of like posts about it, like, "Oh, you gotta check out this." What's your animation? And I, I, it looked cool, but I haven't watched it yet. And to get this me excited because they're going to do a show on Netflix. Um, it's it's not going to be animated. Witcher, yeah, right? about The Witcher, yeah. Oh. It's going to be live action? Live action. Yeah. Huh. Um, not, it's going to be more based on the books, which is fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but it was just one of those things where like the art style just matched. It's like if somebody who worked on Samurai Jack was just like, mm-hmm. I want to do this for fun. Um, but just seeing like the motif of using the herbs and then like the, the poisoning the blade and using the combat with that. How brutal the combat was, which is very Witcher too. 
Yeah, people's limbs fall off. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, their their <laughs> parts come off. And, yeah, you know, it's just like I don't know, but it also started out like a Samurai Jack episode where there's usually that peaceful moment and like the setup and the tension and then the attack and then the fight and then the aftermath. And so watching it, it was kind of like this is totally fanfic. <laughs> like, so I'm I counting. I still need to uh, watch the new Samurai Jack stuff. I haven't seen it. This is good. I watched. I've only seen maybe two seasons of. How many seasons are there of the original Jack? Like I want to say three. I've only seen like one and a half or two. I saw all the original Samurai Jack. I just haven't seen the new we, stuff. We watched all the it's new. Good. The new is gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, the new stuff is good except for one part. Yep. Okay, I guess I'll find out. I have a feeling I know what you're talking about. I feel like it's the only complaint yep. anyone really has about it. Now I gotta watch it now. <laughs> I feel like it's all on Adult Swim's website. Okay. I think you can watch it there without having to log in or anything like that. I could be wrong. So, uh, was there not much dialogue in the original Samurai Jack? Sometimes. I mean, Jack was always pretty quiet unless somebody was having a direct conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. it was usually most of the dialogue through other people, like the Scottish guy or oh, Haku. Because yeah, yeah. or... that's one thing like that kind of was a barrier of entry for me to get into The Witcher. I was like, I, I couldn't play two. I was, I was literally too bad at the game to even start playing it. Like, I just go and try play one. <laughs> Mechanically, that game it makes sense when you, once you get it, mm-hmm. but to take a modern mindset and play that, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's that's what I had with two. Like, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. But three, like, I just heard so much about it, I had to like give it enough of a chance to get into it. But the character of Geralt is like obviously not does not speak much, and he's like. His only emotions are like no emotion and then barely sarcasm. And postcoitus. And postcoitus yeah. sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that made it kind of hard to get into because, like, I'm so used to open world games where, like, you can make your own character. And that kind of helps you get into that world a little more because you're like, oh, I've carved out this part of it. This is mine. So, not really knowing his backstory. Like, I learned as I played, like, oh, Witchers have emotions strained out of them. As they're like going through all the stuff to learn to use like signs and and fight and stuff, but um, you also feel bad for them too because everyone hates them and fears them, but they're kind of this necessary tool for the world. Like yeah, yeah, like they help you. They're the but Ghostbusters, you, but you're afraid of them, <laughs> and you treat them poorly because they're different. But it's like without them, you would all you know. And no one knows not to start shit with you because they always die. Yeah. <laughs> Or in that game, you're like, I just want to play a card game and just play Gwent. Next thing you know, you got to fight the whole bar because they wouldn't leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, that's my, my thing. What would you rate it? Uh, out of what? Out of your own rating system. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Seeing as I like watched it three or four times, I would say it's pretty damn great. <laughs> okay. That's good. I've been on a high of like completing great things. Bebop, uh, Firewatch, and then that, so. If you and season two of Glow, I've had that. Oh yeah. If you want, if you want something like, well, you should probably not watch another thing made by, uh, Montanabe. Is that the director? Montanabe. 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 Montanabe, probably. Yeah, Montanabe. Uh, he does Space Dandy, which is really good. Oh yeah, I do like that one. Mm-hmm. Man, if I was good at drawing. I, that's something I need to get back into, but I just have this idea that I'm sure someone has done where 
like Space Sandy and oh man, that would be my own fan fiction and um, Ulala from Space Channel Five. Okay, because she's like a, a reporter in space, and he's what exactly is his job? A detective? No. He's a bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not a good one, but I feel like that would be they'd make a good duo. Yeah. So I'll jump back. I think the best character in Cowboy Bebop is the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, there's something about that soundtrack that just, it keeps you in it. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. But I feel like, for me, Shamflu uh, is the same way. Like, it played well with the soundtrack. Also, there's something weird about hip-hop and samurais. Like, could that and Afro Samurai go really well? I've never seen Afro Samurai. Watch them. Yeah, I, I feel like I keep trying to watch it over again. And um, I don't know if it's just me not wanting to give it a chance or if I'm trying to do it in the middle of something else, but I can never devote enough time to get past a couple of episodes if I try to watch it again. I remember, I mean, it's been a long time since the last time I tried, but I remember it looking very different to other anime. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't, I don't really know how to describe that properly, but it's like, not rougher, but I don't know. It's just like a completely different style from any other anime. Yeah, it's hard to describe. Kind of like, if I'm recalling correctly. Did you ever watch The Boondocks? Yeah. Um, There are some scenes in the later seasons where people are like really detailed. Like they have a lot of lines going on. I feel like it's kind of like that. Okay. From what I recall. But it's was been it, such a long time. Do you think it was the same studio? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I can go, you can go. Um, I'll go. I'm so, afraid of what JP has because he's making faces when he's reading. <laughs> I, I have two things actually because one of them is very short and um, I knew one would be really short because, um, you know, just look at the word count. But I was going through the list of things crossed over with uh, Dragon Ball Z and I'll do one now and then I guess I'll do the last one after you, JP. But so this first one and what got me into Dragon Ball Z was just like Dragon Ball, not super, I can't remember what it's even called. There's a new Dragon Ball anime based on a card game, I don't know, actually I don't know. But there's a new anime and you know they've got like different versions of Goku and all this other stuff and Super Saiyan 4 design is back which I love like infinitely more than Super Saiyan Blue and um... 12 feet of hair. (laughs) For what? Four? Doesn't four have like the giant? No, that's three. Four is when like they have like red fur and black hair. Okay, yeah. And um, for whatever reason, like no fur on the chest or abs. I guess kind of like a monkey. I, I yeah, I guess that's the point, huh? And then three was like hair all the way down their ankles. Yeah, no yeah. eyebrows also. Oh yeah. So they had like weird <laughs> caveman faces. Um. But yeah, so this cross is between Dragon Ball Z and Paul Blart Mallcott. Whoa! Yeah, um, you know when you go down the list, like you pick one, and you see everything is crossed with, and uh-huh. um, usually in the second column and on, it's like one, and I just was scrolling and just Paul Blart caught my eye, and I was like, huh, what? Have you ever would... seen the Paul Blart movie? I saw the first one. Um, that movie came out in 2009, and... Um, they Dark Times for Seth? I know I saw it. I don't know if I saw it in theaters. 
but I know I saw it. I mean, it was like, well, you, if you go online, the the it's weird because like critics hate it, but financially it does well. It did very well. Yeah, it made like um a lot of money. I have to figure this out because <laughs> I just looked it up. I'm sorry. And it has like what two seasons now? No, just one. One. Okay, yeah, it costs $26 million to make, which that in itself is kind of amazing to me. But I guess you got to pay all those people. But it made $183 million, so, like, that's a really Jeez. good... That's a good return. Yeah, yeah. so... But, you know, really bad ratings. Um, produced by Adam Sandler, of course, and Kevin <laughs> James. And, um, yeah, 2009. I know I saw it. Don't remember anything about it. I feel like there were a lot of fat jokes... Because he was always on his Segway. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, this is a two... Yeah, about a two-paragraph-long story. And um, the overall plot is that Paul Blart is doing you know, his normal duties at the mall. Mm-hmm. And he sees um, Goku stealing... <laughs> Hot Wheels cars from a toy store. Okay. And was it a KB Toys? No, it just oh. says Toy Store. Okay. And uh, I'm just gonna read this next sentence. This next little <laughs> paragraph. This is right after Paul sees Goku stealing the Hot Wheel cars. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Fuck! Paul Blart yelled. <laughs> he rolled ahead on a Segway. To Goku and screamed, Criminal, your time is over. I'm taking you to jail. And uh, Goku said, Not so fast, and went Super Saiyan 4. <laughs> OMG, said Paul Blart. <laughs> it goes on like that. Basically, um, apparently, Paul Blart can also go Super Saiyan. Not just Super Saiyan 3, not even 4. He goes 5. Not even a thing. <laughs> Does um, the Segway go too? Does it transform? I don't know. You actually don't know if he's um, like floating. Or, like, still riding it in the air or what. Also, Jimmy Neutron is in here as well. What? For, like, just a... Just a, a cameo? Split, yeah, just a split-second cameo kind of thing. Okay. Miles brain blast. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... It ends with, uh... It ends with Paul Blart thinking to himself how he's going to fight this evil. And, uh, that's it. It's, um... From... 2015. Okay. He says he'll upload chapter two and he gets five positive comments. Um, how many does he need? Because I'm, I'm going to go help. He has 41 comments, oh. but I don't know how many are positive and how many are negative because I haven't actually. I can't. You don't I, want to venture into I that territory. I can't get myself to. I feel like knowing the internet, he's got at least five. Probably, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, I'm sure this is just a troll story, but it was, it was kind of funny to read. Um, just thinking about everything going on in it. I know that he does defeat criminals in his movie, but I feel like it probably, in the grand scheme of things, was super anticlimactic. Probably something like he fell on them or, I don't know, farted and knocked them unconscious or some bullshit like that. <laughs> but um, Weird Adam Sandler cameo saves the day. Yeah, I'm sure he's in there. I would I'm like surprised. to see it where, like, he, like, Goku has a change of heart and then joins the security force and is his partner. You know what? I mean... Who knows? It could be like the the climax, or not the climax, the closing chapter. Yeah. 
if Krillin can join the police, Goku can join the security guard. I mean, he's been like a a farmer. I feel like that's probably the only job he's ever had. <laughs> yeah. Should Hold I do on. my next thing? I mean, yeah, you know more than we do. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll just do it. <laughs> this other one was also Dragon Ball Z, just because I was on that page and in the mood for Dragon Ball stuff. Um, the next one is a cross between Dragon Ball Z and Total Drama Island. And um, I've heard the original release of that show is much raunchier than what we got in the U.S. Yeah, the I Canadian, guess so. I the like Canadian it's... version's actually a bit like dirtier than. No, really? Yeah, I can like, believe we got that. a toned down version. I can believe that. Um. I was never super into that show, but I did watch it. Um, yeah, it was fun. But uh, this whole thing starts... It's actually... I'm genuinely impressed at the amount of imagination that the author had when he wrote this, because from my understanding, it's kind of like there is an organization that is kind of watching over the different seasons of Total Drama Island, <laughs> and, um, you know, all the spinoffs and all that stuff, and they kind of replay continuously, and there are these people who are contestants from the show watching over them to, like, make sure everything still plays out properly, so kind of like, uh, um, I can't think of any, but if there's any kind of organization in DC or Marvel that, like, watches over time, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing, to, like, make sure it's always in check, and um, it's got characters from the series in it and uh they're actually characterized pretty well there's this one character named dawn i think yeah i think it was dawn who was kind of like spacey and she's into like medicinal shit like that and she's kind of a sage in this one it's not a very long um story by the way <laughs> but basically they see an anomaly in one episode of one season where like a mysterious black hooded figure kind of like take someone's cell phone or something and um you know they're all freaking out like this didn't this didn't happen what do we do and um we're, we're not branching off into kingdom hearts territory that's what i thought that's what I, th <laughs> I didn't know what else to think but i was like the only thing that came to my mind was like an organization 13 uh robe but um that's not listed but i mean it doesn't have to be as i <laughs> yeah. learned from last week brain blast hey. yeah you just put anything in there but um so they're freaking out and they end up summoning this, um, okay, so, <laughs> this also is kind of like Dragon Ball inspired. The host of the show of each season is named Chris, mm -hmm. and he gives out, like, immunity statues that are basically busts of himself and people that can stay. So they use seven of those statues to summon a giant, for some reason a rabbit. I'm not really <laughs> sure if that's uh, part of an, a season or what. But they ask the rabbit to send them a warrior to defeat whatever is causing trouble instead of just wishing for the trouble to go away. And um, <laughs> he's not revealed by name, but I think you're supposed to assume that it's Goku. Right. And um, he, for some reason, comes out of the ground and says, did anyone call for the warrior? Like, referring to himself, I think. <laughs> and then it ends. And... You know, it didn't really leave me with any strong impression. No, I was impressed because just the imagination that goes into something like that to take something as boring as an animated reality TV <laughs> yeah. show and make this whole, like, space-time continuum, like, watchers kind of situation 
Yeah. It's I could never do it. I'm genuinely impressed that this person did. I kind of want to know how it ends, but I feel like I kind of know how it ends. I always want to know people's eureka moment when they're trying to figure out what to write or mash together. And it's just like, where were you? And you're like, I could do this. Like, I can make this work. Mm-hmm. Is it in the shower? Is it like in bed at two in the morning where all your best ideas come and then you usually I, forget them? I'm assuming some of it might just be from like crazy dreams. Because I have some weird dreams sometimes. You have fanfic yeah. dreams? I don't. Um, wait. Maybe. Uh-oh. I know I've had dreams about Firefly. Uh, I don't know about crossovers, though. But I'm just saying, like, dreams are a good source of inspiration. But that is uh, pretty imaginative on their part to impose I mean, that on honestly, Total Drama Island. I wasn't expecting you to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neither was I. I was like, there's no way that... Like, maybe people on Total Drama Island are watching Dragon Ball Z and <laughs> talking about it. That's kind of where I went to. But, I mean, I guess you can kind of do anything. Like, I could imagine someone coming up with, like, a Star Wars Pokemon thing where maybe... Despite them being in space, like they're using psychic types and shit like that, or Yoda gets caught in a master ball. Maybe. Yeah. No, Yoda. Hear <laughs> 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 a stick banging against the wall. So I gotta give it to him. I give it. Hmm, I give it three and a half out of five Dragon Balls. Sorry, your wish is not granted. Yeah, not, not quite. But I mean, like, honestly, to get over halfway there just in the concept alone is great. The other one gets one brain blast out of, like, 20. So. I don't know. I'm Man, I'm pretty impressed with Paul Blart crossover with Dragon Ball. I was not expecting that one. Uh, I mean, I feel like Goku's characterization is probably right because I don't think he has any concept of money. So he probably would just take some Hot Wheels if he wanted them. I guess so. And he's a pretty simple guy, so... He probably would just take them. What are you, what are you looking at? Like truth recordings. I'm paranoid, but I think it is, right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's been a day. Yeah. Alright, JP. So, what do y'all know about Yakuza? We've talked about it before a little bit. I love it. Your obsession of it scares me. I'm not really obsessed yeah, with it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. You love those coasters a lot. They're good coasters. Well, I of course I, I, but I haven't even like used the glasses that I got with it. Because you want them in mint condition. <laughs> I just I don't own alcohol to pour in them. Otherwise, we would be using them right now. But I do like the series a lot because it's basically GTA without cars. That's and cool. surprise, I'm a Japanophile, and it takes place in Japan. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Um. So yeah, it's like a slice of life game, beat em up. Um, and what do you know about the thing it's crossed with, Harry Potter? Mm. I do know that I prefer Yakuza. <laughs> I do know that I feel like Harry wasn't a very good student overall. He was kind of like his dad. Like everyone's like, they always make him out to be like, your dad was great, but you think what his dad was kind of this kid who coasted through school because of skills and like. You know, like being lucky. Harry did the same thing. Same thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> had all that money, get a nice broom as a gift. You know? Yeah, oh, man, I hate like, that. Like, he wasn't actually a good <laughs> student if you think about it. You know, like, 
He was pretty. He was lucky. Yeah, he was, he was very lucky. I hate when rich people get shit for free. <laughs> is this why it's the People's Podcast? Yeah, this is what <laughs> I left that out in the beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's going to come up when it finds injustice. The People's Podcast comes out. But yeah, all I know about because it started on PS2, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it, it's kind of been getting traction to the point now that it's getting a PC port, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are, unless there are some spinoffs, there are six games. No, seven games in the series. There was one spinoff. They did one. That's set in like feudal Japan. Yeah, I never played that oh, one. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. It's in like Samurai Times. Oh. Huh. I never played it. I don't think it had a Western release. Uh, probably not. Um, but yeah, so demo. definitely one of my favorite series um <laughs> so it starts out and it's like harry living with the dursleys like they're just treating him like shit in the uk so in the UK. the uk it okay. starts in the uk um and then uh i forgot the dursley's father's name vernon yeah vernon gets a, a job opportunity like wh- whoever he works for they're gonna open a japan branch that's the best setup ever <laughs> If he can, if he can like nail the the setup, then he'll get a promotion. So they right. send him and his whole family over there, um, and of course they're like keeping their distance from Harry. They're like uh, once they get there, they're like you stay in the hotel room, unpack while we go get food. We'll bring you something back. And he ends up running out of the hotel, um, just like for a taste of freedom. And he gets out in the streets of uh, Kamurocho, which is like Tokyo's red light district, and he's just like in awe of all the lights and sounds and everything. And he's, like, running around. He eventually gets, like, turned around so he can't get back to the hotel. And falls asleep on a park bench. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's still better than being Yeah, for him, he's, like, he's like happy. Because he's not being, like, mistreated. He's just, like, free. Right. Okay. Um, and then we cut over to uh, Roto Majima. Which is, the like, the craziest character in the game, basically. Um, he's got one eye. He wears, like... A yellow it's like a leopard print yeah it's like it? a leopard print jacket no undershirt yeah he's just he's insane um yakuza zero tells his backstory which is actually really good i need to play that one yeah that's like the best part of that game is finding out like his story i wanted to know more i haven't finished kiwami but just like for a while there every couple of seconds he's just on the world map and you gotta <laughs> fight him and some of them are really funny like the zombies and yeah when um He's like a hostess or pretending <laughs> to be a hostess. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of one of the things I like about Yakuza is because it's tongue in cheek most of the time. Like, yeah, you've got this serious story, but then there's all the side quests are just like absurd. Yeah, or kind of like touching. Yeah, oh, which actually makes it pretty good for like crossovers because it's like mm-hmm. not too far off. Um, so yeah, he's a crazy dude who can just pretty much um, kill or, or do whatever he wants. Um, and he sees Harry on the on the bench, and he like gets a soft spot for him. So he like goes over to him. He's like trying to talk to him in Japanese. Ends up like taking him back to uh, their headquarters, like just to look over him. Um, and from there, it, like skips ahead in time. Like it. When all... is it set too? Is it set in the nineties? I guess like. Yeah, I like Harry Potter. Okay. Um, and it skips ahead in time, and like <laughs> Harry is lived with him for four years at this point oh boy um <laughs> so he's like what 13 how old is he when he hogwarts he's 11 is he 10 or 11 or something like that right yeah somewhere around there okay huh. um 
but like the story, like he's not Harry, he's Hedy Chan. Oh, whenever, <laughs> and he's calling um, he calls Majima Otosan, which is father, right? Yeah, yeah. They're sprinkling a lot of words in there. One thing I don't like about the format is whenever they speak Japanese, they just put it all in there, and you have to scroll to the bottom to see what it said. In so English? They, yeah. Like it's all like a big paragraph in Japanese. Yeah, a few sentences, and you have to like cut. You have to wait a second and look, and then go back. Oh, okay. Which I didn't like the format. Later on, they change it to just putting it in there, which is mm-hmm. a little better for flow. So he lives with them, and uh, because they like live the life of the yakuza, he's like training Harry to train. Harry's like kind of buff now and can fight and all this stuff. Um, he's very respectful. But what I didn't like is Harry's basically like he's almost like an anime trope, like. In what way? He's like, like puffs his cheeks out and pouts when he's not getting his way, or oh, like God, has it. puppy eyes toward Majima to get him to do what he wants. So oh. I'm just like, what is this? I hate it. it has like little <laughs> steam clouds coming out of mine as well. Like that's how it felt at the some point. Nosebleed and the, like eat a lot. Uh, he cooks a lot. Oh, okay, that's what he does when he's stressed. He cooks. All right. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, um, but sure. Why not? So we're like four four years in the future, and he like feels like he's family here. He's being well treated, um, and then some dude shows up in a dress, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this? You can't take Harry away from me because it's Dumbledore." Oh <laughs> he, shit! He's like, he's got to come with me, and they're like, "No fucking way!" And then the um, the yakuza headmaster Fuma shows up, and he's like, "Calm down." He's like, "All of you come with me." <laughs> he ends up telling him like. Fuma knows he's like a wizard. Okay. And um, do they say you're a wizard, Harry, in Japanese? No, they say he's a wizardo. Oh boy. Well, that's <laughs> not that's not one hundred percent wrong. There's a common writer series. It's common writer wizard, and oh, nice. they kind of say they just say it like that. <laughs> but like Dumbledore's trying not to say he's like a wizard, and then Fuma's like, "I know what you're here for. Like he's a magic user." Yeah. And then so that kind of gets him to explain that Harry needs to come back with him to be safe. And all that stuff. Basically, they like Majim is like, "I'm gonna kill you if you take him away from me." The whole time, like, just getting out of hand. And he's like, "We'll let him go to school with you. He stays with us," kind of thing. Um. And then it's about like <laughs> Harry grappling with terms of whether or not he wants to leave Majima behind to go to school. Eventually, he does. Like, they go to Diagon Alley, and it's like from there, it's more toward the book. Like, Snape helps him out, and it's like getting ready for school and all that stuff. I started to lose interest when we veered back toward Harry Potter because I never finished Harry Potter. I got to like book five and I quit. Uh-huh. I quit on book five too. Hey, good place to quit. <laughs> I'm just imagining now that like Malfoy mouths off to Harry and he just sharpens his wand and stabs him in an alley. I wish. He talks, he meets the Weasleys. He stays with them before he goes to school and he's like <laughs> just really upset with Ron and his family because they don't respect their mother at all. Okay. Like they have no respect in their family. He's like really... You know, off put by that. Um, but then it, it does a weird thing. It really should have only been about three chapters. Like that, I, I actually enjoyed it. Like it was fairly well written. Um, there was only some mistakes here and there. Um, but like it gets to a point where it's more about him in school. And then in the last chapter, the author just does letters back and forth, which I didn't really like that format. It's just like him, like, oh, what would Harry say? to right. Majima what if this event happened he was at school what would we right. tell him like that back and forth um, but like I don't know 
it was one of those things that was so absurd i just had to read it i don't think it was quite as as funny as um paul blart with dragon ball but it was i enjoyed it um the the faces i was making was concentration i was trying to read it okay and finish it (laughs) i was hoping that maybe majima would somehow infiltrate the school and be like undetected by all of like the magic (laughs) century and all that stuff somehow or maybe constantly getting caught but finding a way back in no he does he does go to visit him like at the end of the first book when he's like foils um quirrell yeah and he's like laying in the bed and he like goes to talk to him then oh but it's not like it's there's you're right there's a lot of potential there they just like didn't use but uh the story was called mad pup and it was written by the unbelievable that's uh, that's really cute on fanfiction.net but that also means that um they all know about wizards and stuff like that right so the way the way they explained in the story was like like in britain it's illegal to tell anyone about magic okay but in japan you can as long as it's not used to like incite war or influence like politics and stuff so they at least tried to like explain that part of it sure i mean also they do have i guess maybe when was this written do you know uh i'm not sure because i feel like in one of the a couple years ago maybe with pottermore or something like that she kind of introduced other wizarding schools in other places this is it was written in like 2014 the, can you say japan has like the lamest name too in my opinion yeah it's just maho tokoro which just means magic place <laughs> <laughs> So. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a. Uh, it's something I had to read once I found out it existed. Did you originally pitch that too? It was like one of the first ones you wanted to do. Yeah. I I for a second I thought you were gonna read it at one point, but I was gonna. Leave, I decided to leave it to you, and <laughs> I guess I didn't tell you. <laughs> I got back around to it. Yeah. What would you rate it out of uh, missing knuckles? Mm. How many digits? So, like, the more knuckles you're missing, the is is better or it's worse? Worse. I would. How many give, complete fingers? I guess. Yeah. I'll give it. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it seven complete fingers. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Just just for the amount of effort that was put into it, like just a few fuck ups. You know, yeah. Just yeah like both pinkies. And... Yeah. And and the ring. Okay. You're still. You can still live a normal life. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You're slightly ninja turtley, but yeah, Calabunga, dude. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I forgot to mention we're the people's podcast, but I mean we are. Yeah. Yeah. They know. You know. <laughs> Seth made pamphlets. He sent them out. I didn't check get your one. mailboxes. Everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Should we, should we just take it out now? Does anyone want to take it out? You want to take it out? Wait, was Hagrid in this at all? Hagrid was not in this. Oh. His hut was referenced. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I I think they see his hut, and then like Majima thinks to himself that it was just as cliche as Harry had told him it would be. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> 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 that's kind of Majima mm-hmm. to a T though yeah for sure man I'm just thinking about that cause when you first <laughs> said this like told me about this the way I imagined it was 
Um, for some reason, I imagined either Kiryu or Majima kind of telling Harry in a Hag- Hagrid-esque way that he's actually a Yakuza. <laughs> You're a Yakuza, Harry. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that would have been great. But this is also pretty good. Sounds like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit, but it's still just, pretty good. Yeah, I just I just felt like it went on too far. Like the good idea had been like captured and then passed. Oh, kind of thing. <laughs> well, maybe they'll come back to it. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for listening to episode four of Dorky Dorky Literature Club. Uh, if you want, feel free to tweet at us on Twitter at DorkyDorkyLC or using the hashtag DorkyDorkyLit. Um, if you want, we also do have... Uh, do you want to give out your personal Twitter? I'll give out mine. Anyway, if you if you want to tweet at me, not about anything that I said today, <laughs> <laughs> you can do that at Trophy underscore Geek. That's also where I'll be posting um, any of my fitness stuff once that happens if it ever does uh do you guys want to give out yours yeah um i'm available online at jp burwell on twitter and instagram so i've i have some art that's kind of cool you can look at that it is really good thank you very good it's great art i can't wait to hang it (laughs) like i i realize i don't have anything on my well i got a board for all my enamel pens because big enamel they have their hooks in me Mm -hmm. and um well, I'm, my heart's very touched because I did your avatar that you use for a lot of stuff. Yeah, 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 I do use that for a lot of stuff. I have that picture of Ox, like, framed on my dresser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I got to post a couple other things. And that Wonder Woman you did is great. That near one, if you ever reprint that, let me get one. It's just, I got to tell people about this. <laughs> people need to know. <laughs> people's podcast they're yeah, here they need to know the people need to know <laughs> then you can find me at jj the crass okay and that's gonna do it for us yeah once again thanks for listening stay, stay fantastic, fantastic.